Welcome to The Austin Approach. I'm your co-host, Bryce Duby. And I am your co-host, Michelle Lai. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Hey, Michelle, how is it going? It is going really, really well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, I was just staying busy as usual. But I know with you, I mean, we always do this via like kind of a video chat and everything. You're looking very relaxed. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's because I took a personal day this week. (laughs) Ah, practicing some self-care. I did practice some self-care this week. I went to the spa and I had a lovely massage and it was about time. Although I have to say, and we'll talk about this probably a little bit later on, but uh, there is some mild discomfort wearing a mask while you're having a massage, but it's okay, right? It's when they cover your eyes at the end, we're like, okay, now I, I can't breathe and I can't see. It's a bit strange, but um, but it was very much needed to just spend a little bit of time for for me. So yeah, I'm, I am. I'm a bit chilled out. I'm a little bit relaxed. It's lovely. And this has been a really, uh, this past week has been, I, I don't know, maybe it's something in the in the stars. I don't know. Or do you believe in astrology? Bryce, I, I do not. You not? Do you know anything about it at all? Also, no. Good. <laughs> <laughs> just bypass that conversation. Well, no, I mean, it, you know, I know. I mean, vaguely a little. Like, I mean, I know my sign and things like that, but I couldn't tell you the first thing one way or another on any of that stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it's just like written in my stars this week for it to be sort of like friend week, right? I don't know. I don't know why. I've had, I had a, a friend reach out that I haven't heard or spoken to in a very, very long time. And he's a chef in Taiwan. He's actually Canadian. Uh, but we met when I was teaching in South Korea. He and I became friends out there. And then he moved to Taiwan. I moved to America and he he became a, a pastry chef. Well, not a pastry chef. He became a chef and he owned a restaurant. And now, you know, COVID has shut him down and he's on his way to um, Qatar or Qatar, whichever way you want to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. He's going to start a new life. And I was like, oh, my God, it's so lovely to hear from you. I'm glad that, you know, you're switching gears. And then I had another friend who was like, hey, I need, I need to talk with you. He's in Germany. He's in Berlin. Uh, he's actually a Long Islander. So, yeah, we met when I came out on vacation one time in Long Island. And uh, he was a really nice dude. So now he's in Berlin and he's uh, started a coffee distribution company. So he, he was asking me questions about, you know, why I drink coffee. So I have, a, I have to ask you a question. Why do you drink coffee, Bryce? So this is going to sound super weird. I don't drink coffee. Well, there you go. Well, never. It's a good job we didn't call you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do on occasion, but that's not really. I mean, I sometimes for work and things, I do. I do like a good cup of coffee, but that's it's not a regular part of my like day to day routine. So um, you were in the army and you never drank coffee. Oh, I drank a ton, ton of coffee back then. There um, you go. <laughs> but but I've I've since like scaled it down in life and just tried to balance a little bit more. So it helps with sleep and everything else just trying like like you said self-care so yeah, that, that's kind of where i'm at uh yeah sometimes yeah. um but really kind of neither i'm, I'm right now i'm honestly hooked on a lot of those um like sparkling waters that have like caffeine infused in them and things um, so you would have a sparkling water in the morning or like yeah. what you, that's what you, really yeah i don't know i'm weird that that is a bit unusual i wouldn't say you were weird I would say it was a wee bit unusual. I, if I don't have a cup of coffee in the morning, I'm, I'm a, I, I don't know. I just feel like I haven't started my day. I don't know. It's, it's called. I think it's called addiction. I don't know. It's, it's just. I don't know. It's, it's not my thing. But it's, it is interesting here. Like you've got folks. It sounds like, like you know, people all over, which is awesome. With like planning future travel. Oh my god! I know, I know. And do you know something? I was gonna, uh, man. I was gonna go and and visit this pretty friend in Berlin. Uh, 
couple of years ago, right before right before everything shut down for COVID, and I had I'd messaged him and I said, "Hey, if I was to show up in Berlin, would you invite me in, or would you be like get a hotel?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like what, what's happening. Um, but yeah, it's been really, really nice. And then today I got a bunch of flowers from a, a really good friend of mine. She's, you know, she was just like, I'm thinking about you. And I, and I, I mean, I'm like, what, a, what, there's something beautiful happening in the world right now where I'm, I'm getting a lot of love from a lot of spaces and I'm loving it. I'm like, yay, I need to go for a massage again. Well, we all, we all deserve that every now and then. I think like right now it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's been a rough time over the past year and we're kind of working through things still with all of that. I think, I think that's definitely important. Um, I've been more busy just, I think on, on the work side of things, but it's been really fun stuff. So I don't mind it as much. Um, I did a tour last week with a, a local reporter. They're, they're working on doing a guide for the airport on just some of our concessions and they needed photos of a lot of things. And I got to do my favorite thing. i at work, or one of my favorite things at work is really walking the terminal and just kind of people watching and looking around and just kind of getting like, let's just stop and hey, check out like this cool art and like let's just kind of explore the airport, which is always just fun to do. I do, and you know something, I really need to to spend more time walking the terminal and taking it all in as well. I don't, I don't go to the terminal nearly enough. I mean, I was in the office practically all of last uh, all of last week and the majority of this week and. I just hadn't had the opportunity to go to the terminal at all. Although I did have the opportunity last week or the week before maybe to go to our new um, uh, combined facilities, uh, combined maintenance building, our CMF. Oh, I I still haven't been there and I really want to go. And I really want to get someone from the AUS team who works there or, or even help worked on that project on the podcast soon. So, Oh yes. It's, it's a, it's a terrific, uh, it's a terrific space. It really is. Um, so I had one of those infrequent opportunities that I have. Uh, I think we talked in a, a podcast about doing some culture workshops that I was doing. So mm-hmm. I ran a culture workshop, but the majority of the folks in there were our, you know, our HVAC folks, our carpenters, our electricians. And it was super cool because it's, it's a, a part of the workforce I don't get to speak to very often. So it was really nice to be able to connect with those guys and, get their perspectives. It's cool. That's, that's awesome. Cause I really think, and I think I, I always have kind of a, a bias on that. I think being a prior enlisted army person, I'm like talking to the folks who are the, the boots on the ground, the folks who are on those front lines, really making everything happen. The airport's still going to function if, if I, ha- I happen to be out, but some of those guys come through and I mean, they, they're, they're what make everything happen. It's so important to really uh, value what they do and really take it, like talk to them, take advantage of all like what they know. A hundred percent. I mean, I, I, I talked to a couple of guys who were uh, like baggage handler technicians, right? And, you know, they, they come in here and they, they, you just don't, you don't consider what goes into ensuring your bag gets on the right airplane and, and gets to where you need it to be, right? You only think about your baggage when it doesn't arrive. Other than that, you just take it for granted. You drop it off and, and it's, it's wonderful. Uh, but just the, the whole system and the technology required. And I mean, it's really, it's, it's, it's really something. And uh, you know, those guys work really hard. I do know with like talking about kind of walking through the terminal, one thing that has always caught my eye and I love walking by it every time because it's so cool looking uh, and it's finally reopened, but uh, Toy Joy, Yummy Joy. (laughs) Right? It's finally reopened. I'm so glad to hear that because it's just hot pink. It's it's. It's so weird, and it's, I remember when we were first planning the Nine Gate expansion, and I think I walked in there for the first time before they had even opened it up. Um, and for, f- for those who don't know what the store is, and I'm not even a hundred percent sure on everything that they have in the store, but if you walk into our like Nine Gate expansion area, right around was that like gate probably like 
somewhere like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, right. There's just this gigantic mural that's hot pink with a massive octopus. Um, <laughs> it's so good and I love it. And it's I, I, every time I see it, it, may, it just makes me so happy. But that is the location of Toy Joy Yummy Joy. I love it because, you know, and they have all kinds of things in there, right? It's an incredibly eclectic store. I mean, it, it really does um, mirror the Austin spirit. Like you have to say that. I mean, you can get stuff in there that, I mean, you can get a rubber duck, right? Or you can get a a, a, a robot. I mean, it just, it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's there for everybody. So if, if you're, if you're running home and, or you're about to, you know, you're passing through Austin and you're about to go somewhere, you're going to go on a trip and you didn't grab something for the kiddos. Uh, that's the, that's the shop to jump into and, and get something fun. Plus, I've heard they've got some really great candy and things as well. I know they're known for like their fudge. So mm. like this, if, if you need that that quick extra sugar fix as you're just waiting for your flight or something, there's a candy store in, in the Austin airport. So that's definitely another thing to check out. That's the one. Get after it. And I, I think the other big piece of news that I don't think we've talked about yet on the podcast is there is some more exciting air surface that's going to be returning soon. Talk to me. So this one I'm super excited about because this is a resumption. It's not just any old resumption. It's an international flight uh, that was super popular Mm pre-pandemic. So Air Canada is going to be coming back on September 9th with nonstop service from Austin to Toronto. That is great news. How, how frequently will that be running? So that's going to be a, that's going to be a five day a week flight. So no that's going to be a really nice. It was previously a two times a day flight, and I, I mean, I mm-hmm. think if, if we if it is does have demand, it shows to be successful. Like I, I I'm confident it will be because yeah. it, it was such a it's it's such a popular route for both business and leisure travelers. I haven't been to Toronto since I was a kid, but it was a big blew me away when I was young. Uh, but I've heard so many great things about it as a city. So that's going to be coming back real soon, which we are super excited to see those planes returning uh, to the terminal. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I haven't been to Toronto ever. So you're one up on me. <laughs> and I would love to go. Yes, I'd love to go. So yeah, we're going to have to feature that that particular spot at some stage. I wonder how far that flight is. I mean, how long that flight is. It's it's not that it's not that bad of a flight either. I mean, it's a, it's fairly it's I mean, for folks who aren't aware, it's it's right there right across the border almost from uh, the United States. So I mean, it, like I've I've got like family and folks who are in like Buffalo and things like Toronto's right past there. So it's, it's pretty quick to get to, uh, it's a yeah. nice, easy flight and it gets you right up in the great lakes area on Lake Ontario and it's gorgeous. That is awesome. I mean, we are pulling out some serious destinations. I mean, we, we have, we have new destinations to talk about. Um, every time we do a podcast, it- <laughs> It is interesting um, kind of seeing how that is all reflected just and I've been working on these air service pieces for a little while now. There's such a uh, – I mean it's definitely a change and I would love to at some point almost take an episode to kind of devote some of like the nuances that goes into all of that with just some of the changes that we've seen because it, it, there's so much leisure travel now. But it's definitely um, – we're busy and in like different exciting ways. Our number, Our numbers are – getting close to some of those maybe not 2019 but like 2017 numbers right now i'm just looking at our june stats um we're about 250,000 passengers less than june 2019 which is i mean still i mean that's where it's up there so i think it's it's an exciting time to really see some of these changes now everything evolves and then also with that look to the future with everything that we're going to be doing Yes. And speaking of looking to the future. So, I mean, we just went officially to stage five today. 
So as we talk about numbers, you know, we're we're all every, everything these days seems to be even more data driven than before, and we are sad to say that uh, Austin area is now officially in stage five. Um, and so, the, the, do you want to talk about what that means for folks coming to to travel? So some of that we're going to talk about with our guest that comes on later. There will be one noticeable change here at the airport, um, but for really, there, there it's still going to be some change changes to things. Uh, operationally, there's not going to be a lot of things that you're going to see as a traveler maybe coming into the terminal. Uh, however, the big piece is going to be um, just really kind of being aware of some of those things if there are any other changes. The federal mask mandates are still in effect in the terminal. So th- those were regardless of what stage we were in still in effect. So if you are going to be flying, if you're going to be coming to the terminal, you are still going to need to wear your mask at all times, um, when, especially once you go through TSA security and all of that. Additionally, uh, we're just really kind of taking a look, reminding everybody to practice that safe social distancing. Be sure you're washing your hands. If you are feeling sick and you're going to be thinking about traveling, maybe reconsider some of those plans. I'm actually, um, right now, this is just kind of a weird bit of personal information, but I I potentially had a a recent COVID exposure um, and I'm going to make sure I'm going to get tested tomorrow before I head uh, to the terminal uh, for my flight next week to Seattle, which I'm looking forward to. So will I make it to Seattle next week? Stay tuned for our next episode of the Austin Approach to find out. But as it stands right now, just out of an abundance of caution, always being safe and trying to keep everyone else healthy. I'm going to be doing those types of things. So that's really what that all of that stuff means. Even though I'm vaccinated, I want to uh, help keep other people safe. And that, that would be, really be, I think, the big thing we're asking travelers to do is just really be health aware, social distance, and of course, wear your mask when you're in the terminal. See, if there's no other reason to tune into the next podcast, it's going to see it's going to be to see whether or not Bryce made it uh, to the Olympic Peninsula. Yes. <laughs> but in the, in the meantime, we are going to take a quick break. We're coming back with one of my favorite people to work with. I know I say that about everybody, but this one is a is the absolute truth. Uh, someone who I work with all the time. We've done some amazing things together. He puts in so much work to really help. Uh, keep the terminal the way it is and really kind of uh, celebrate uh, us being the live music capital of the world and just being that Austin, Austin, keeping that Austin feel all throughout the terminal. So we'll be right back after we take a break and we'll be talking with our live music coordinator. Want to stay connected with the Austin approach? Be sure to hit the subscribe button. You can also find us online on Facebook and Twitter at Austin Airport on Instagram at AUS Airport, and on our website at austintexas.gov slash airport. Got a question or topic you'd like to hear on a future episode? Email us at theaustinapproach at austintexas.gov. Michelle, today's guest I've been super excited to have on the show because if there's one thing anyone knows about Austin is that at the end of the day, we are the live music capital of the world. We are. So that's I am super excited to bring in um, someone who really helps celebrate that here at the airport itself. If for folks who've ever traveled to this airport, the one thing everyone knows is we have an amazing uh, live music program and all that is done through the hard work of our music program coordinator, Michael Pennock. Welcome, Michael. Hello. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm super excited as well. It's so, uh, it's great to uh, be here and talk about our amazing program. So let's, let's just start out right up front that um, 
this is a one man band for the most part. I know there's folks who help with you and things, and we've gotten some things and all of that, but you really are the the driver behind keeping music in our terminal. Yeah, it's uh, you know, uh, you know, it takes takes a village, but you know, I'm I'm the driver. I'm all things music here at AUS, and um, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's uh, there's a lot going on, and it's it is truly the live music capital of the world. I really believe that, and we have one of the greatest airports in the world, and uh, you know, music and art, and you know, all all things, you know, really, uh, I think bring our airport above most airports in the world, you know, uh, and I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, what a strong, uh, music program we do have here in the U.S. I couldn't agree with you more, Michael. I think that when you come into Austin airport, you know, there's a few things that you know, that's going to happen. And one of those is that there's going to be live music playing somewhere, if not in multiple places within, within the terminal. But before we get into your music program, though, I would like to talk a little bit about you because you're also a musician. I am. I am. I, uh, I, uh, I've been, uh, you know, music's a big, been a big part of my life. Um, you know, both my parents were huge music fans and, uh, you know, r- right from the get go, I was, you know, exposed to a lot of different types of music, you know, uh, all over the board, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, I started playing when I was probably about 11. So I've been playing guitar a long time and, uh, also have done audio for many, many years as well, uh, as far as audio design and then also live audio as well. So, um, yeah. And, uh, I've been with, uh, the city of Austin, um, uh, almost eight years now. And for listeners of this podcast, I think one other thing that's just worth pointing out is you p- composed and performed our theme song. I did. I did. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. I know. So and you did that really quickly, by the way. I mean, did you just have yeah. that in your head where you were just looking for an avenue? When when Bryce went to you and said, Hey Michael, could you help us with this? And you just went, Patum. I mean, talk to us about that. How'd that go? What what were you thinking at the time? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, you know, all you know, most songwriters, you know, when they uh have a song come to them, a lot of times the good songs come quick. And, uh, you know, I just, I kind of had a idea in my head right away when, uh, Bryce mentioned it and, uh, yeah, literally, I think the next day I, I knocked it out and, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, uh, had, you know, uh, again, wanted something kind of upbeat, but, uh, I thought, you know, was trying to think what would work with a podcast. And uh, I think it turned out good. And I think it's a good fit. As someone who has to listen to it several times, every, <laughs> every, like every every other week, I, I listen to it multiple times as I'm just kind of working on editing things. It's a great. I, I'm very. It's awesome. So I really appreciate it. Awesome. So, so I know one thing. I think before we get too much into it, it is worth pointing out we're recording this actually on August fifth. And uh, we just saw the announcement a little bit ago that uh, we have entered stage five here. So I know there is some temporary changes to the music program. Um, and for understand, Michael, where it looks like we're going to take a pause uh, just for some of the live mu- for the live music for a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. We uh, we're going to be pausing the music for a while and uh, just keep a close eye on the numbers. 
Um, you know, of course we want to keep, you know, the musicians, uh, and all the travelers safe. So, uh, that's number one. So, uh, at this point, we're just gonna, you know, pause the music and when it, when it's safe, we'll, we'll bring them music back. And, uh, you know, I, we're all thinking positive that it's, the spike is just going to be short and, uh, I guess that's all we can do, but yeah, we just want to make sure again, everybody's safe. I know that has to make your heart sad though. Yeah, it's, it's been, uh, it's been a, you know, tough, you know, tough year and a half for the music community. Uh, and you know, uh, it's been, you know, has decimated the, you know, the industry in so many different ways, not only in musicians, but all the folks on the production side. And, uh, you know, uh, we were just starting to roll back and, uh, you know, try to, trying to make up for lost time. And, but, uh, yeah, again, it's, it's all about being safe. And that's not to say that we weren't still doing some cool things musically, even last year. I know like you, you and I worked together on a couple different things that folks may or may not have heard about. Um, and I would certainly love to talk about some of those. I think let's kick it off with, I mean, we did two gigantic online concerts last year. Yeah, Jetstream Music Festival and uh, Jetstream Summerfest. Uh, super proud uh, of both of them. Um, and, uh, you know, kudos to your team and everybody that worked on it. Um, you know, so the first festival was, uh, I believe, May 6th, mm -hmm. I believe. And we ended up having, uh, including 23 other airports which is amazing. Yeah, I remember when that happened, like we were having our conversations just in like our team's chat on, Hey, we should do something. Maybe let's like live stream something or this and that. And it was just kind of flew like, what if we invited like another airport or two? And then it just kind of took off. Yeah. I mean, it was like a wave, you know, uh, everybody, you know, there was a ton of airports that really wanted to, uh, you know, be involved. And we ended up, uh, you know, with 23. And I think we had to put the brakes on it because, you know, uh, the stream, I think was almost uh, what, four hours uh, on the first one. And, uh, and uh, so, yeah, it was uh, all around just amazing. You know, there was, uh, and I don't think this had been done anywhere, but, you know, we went live uh, Facebook live on all those, uh, airports, Facebook pages at the same time. Um, and again, that was, I think a first and we really, uh, got the music out to the people and, you know, uh, it really, I think, uh, brought some hope in a, in a dark time during the pandemic and, uh, was able to, you know, put, uh, you know, show some love to the musicians and, and some also some local charities. Uh, and it was all just fantastic musicians all the way around. So this is one of the things that I really love about working at AUS, right? Because the, the landscape can, can completely change. You wonder where you have your value, right? Because suddenly we don't have passengers and then we do and then things are changing and we have to take into consideration everything that's happening with COVID and safety and security protocols. I mean, we have changed a significant amount of protocols, but the innovation that uh, that you displayed and that the PIO team displayed and the creative team at AUS to be innovative, different, 
relevant, bring music, bring hope, and also bring, I mean, at the end of the day, we are an economic uh, engine. And as you said, there's plenty of musicians out there who were struggling and that was something that we were able to keep them in the forefront of our minds as well. So, I mean, hats off to you. It was a fantastic event, two fantastic events. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. It was, uh, you know, again, it really blossomed into something really, really amazing. And, uh, you know, I really hope that at uh, one point we can do another one here soon and uh, we'll see how that all plays out. But yeah, both, both the Jetstream Music Festival and the Summerfest were fantastic. And uh, again, and the performances were good. Like they were, it wasn't just like, Hey, I'm just going to sit in front of my like keyboard and like, just like play. I mean, it was, it was some talent at those shows. Yeah. I mean, you know, we had, you know, uh, local, you know, Latin pop songstress, uh, uh, Gina Chavez. I've known her for a while and she had played the, you know, airport in the past and she's just blown up, you know, she's just an amazing artist and you know we were so lucky to have her and she just came in and kicked butt and you know started the started the show off and you know just went up from there and uh yeah totally agree um yeah and there were so many different genres of music um yeah it was just all over the map uh it was yeah amazing and then the Summerfest, we had the incomparable jackie venson who is you know just amazing you know another uh airport alumni you know she had played you know the airport many times and now just has blown up as well so for those local musicians who are out there you're, you're right now listening to michael pennock kingmaker like he's, he's he, come come play at the airport once we once we open things back up and start getting shows going again the airport is your stepping stone for sure. Yes, it is. So, Michael, if I'm if I'm wandering around now, and you know, I'm we're in stage five, and there's no live music, sadly, at the airport. But what can I do as a passenger to tune in and maybe feel a little bit of the feel a little bit of the personality of AUS? Well, we uh, you know we partner uh, with our uh, local public radio KTUX, um, and they provide an uh, amazing local playlist. Um, of, you know, again, of all Austin and Texas uh, musicians. And uh, you can uh, you can hear that music on the overhead uh, uh, PA. And then you can also you can hear it playing in the venues. But you could also go to the KTUX website and play that stream. And what I love about it, too, is that it's, again, all over the map. You know, you'll have you'll have some great uh, rap and R and B artists, and then you'll have country swing, you know, then Willie plays. Right. <laughs> so it's just, uh, you know, I've had often people go, what is this radio station? It's like, well, it's Austin. It's, it's Austin. <laughs> yeah. and you're right. And I, I'm really happy, you know, we were able to put that together with them and, and they were able to accommodate the, the playlist that I really wanted, you know, to be diverse like that and really show, you know, uh, the different types of music and, and great musicians uh, here, here in Austin. Now, we, we've kind of skipped past it, but it really is kind of the, the bulk of a lot of what you do with the program. I think in once we kind of move out of these restrictions or even looking back to pre-COVID, um, 
we were probably the busiest music venue in Central Texas. I think it's almost fair to say just the amount of shows that you were putting on a week. Tell us how I mean, how many stages do we have? And let's just say spring 2020, summer 2019. How many how many shows were we doing a week? Well, we were we were uh, currently running seven venues and 31 shows a week. Um, and that that didn't include, you know, special performances. Um, you know, we often do uh, additional performances. You know, for example, we do South by Southwest showcases. We have extra shows doing uh, ACL, F1, Ham Benefit Day. We have kid bands. You know, we feature different genres like Latin and World, uh, you know, Chinese New Year, uh, African-American, you know, month, uh, holiday shows. So we have all these extra programming on top of those 31 shows a week. So that was kind of a normal week. You know, we were, you know, running about, um, you know, averaging, I'd say, 1,100 shows uh, a year. And uh, just 1,100. Yeah. And, and, And we were on track to probably do you know, once we do get back, you know, we're going to be adding an eighth venue, an eighth stage. So, uh, you know, hopefully soon. And, uh, yeah, so yeah, we'll probably, I would say once we get rolling to full capacity, we'll probably be about at 1600 shows, uh, a year. So yeah, it's, it's, this is where you have to say to passengers, do you understand what happens? You come <laughs> in and you know what I mean? Don't worry about the fact that you have like a two and a half hour wait for your flight or a layover, right? Just sit back, enjoy the tunes, get yourself a coffee, a cup of joe, a glass of wine, slice the pizza, kick up. Michael is on, Michael is on it. He's making sure that you're filled. So tell me this, do you, do you work with folks or are, are you the person that, that makes sure that acoustically it doesn't all just sound like one great big drum of crazy music. You know, one of the things that I did, you know, when I uh, took the position is I went in and I kind of redesigned a lot of the audio, brought in new technology. Um, and then with all the, you know, redesign and the new nine gates, I was able to be there from the ground up and really say, hey, you know, we need to, you know, we've got live music you know, this can't be all marble and glass. It's not going to sound good. Right. So I was able to be there, you know, you know, on all those designs and say, okay, this is the audio we need. You know, this is the acoustic treatments we need. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's really made a huge difference, you know, uh, for that passenger experience. We've all seen a concert where we go into a venue and it sounds terrible, right? It sounds like a big echo chamber. And, you know, initially, you know, the main stage, it literally was had glass behind it. And it just that just doesn't sound good. So the the new main stage, uh, the Asleep at the Wheel stage in the Saxon Pub is state of the art. I, I'm grateful that I was able to come in with my background and really shake things up and really do things right. And uh, I'm really proud to say that, you know, we're in a really good place and uh you know, again, it just makes the whole experience so much better for everybody. 
Yeah, and I think with that music front, it's it's really just super cool to see all that work kind of coming together for that. And I'm really thrilled. I know, unfortunately, at the moment we're taking this pause, but I'm so thrilled to see it really come back. I mean, we've even seen messages people have tweeted us in the past that they almost missed their flight because they were sitting there having a beer, listening to the music, and they're like, oh, I got to get to gate 24 right now because the music's so good. So I think it's almost a test, like, like definitely come for the flight, but maybe hang a little bit for the music. Yeah. Oh, you know, so this happened a couple weeks ago, the band was playing and this gal gave the band a note said, I love you guys. I love your interaction. This is fantastic. It's so amazing. And, you know, I got so caught up in it. I missed my flight. So don't do that. People (laughs) don't miss your flight. But she would, she was able to get on another flight and, uh, you know, make, make it to her destination. But, she was grateful for the music and uh, it was just a, a fun story. But yeah, don't miss your flight, but enjoy the music. There's a reason we keep those flight information displays up right next to the stage. Just so you right. can know, oh, I've got to get to Chicago in five minutes. Totally. Totally. Yes. Well, Michael, thank you so much for joining us. I know we would love to have you back, especially as we uh, start to ramp things back up and get excited for some of those performances and things. Uh, I know we always have one traditional question to ask. You kind of hinted to it earlier, but uh, Michelle, if you want to do the honors. Yes. Do you remember your first flight either into or out of AUS? Yeah, I think, I think, like I said earlier, I think it was about 2006. Um, we, uh, you know, we came in, you know, I immediately, as soon as I got off the plane, I heard the music, you know, my ears honed in and I could say, okay, that isn't something I recognize. It must be local. And, uh, and then, you know, and then there was a band playing, you know, as we exited, you know, um, the old stage, you know, used to walk by the stage. It was the only exit and there was a band playing and, and then I remember seeing, you know, the guitars and bag claim. And I'm just like, I love this city. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to move here one day. And guess what? You know, year and a half later, I ended up here. So, yeah, that I mean, you know, I immediately was drawn to the music, of course. And, you know, um, yeah, so it was uh, a fantastic visit. And we just kept coming back. And, yeah, we ended up ended up here in about 2008. Thank you so much for all that you do. Again, I mean, 1100, just 1100 performances a year. (laughs) I mean, and with the, the, I mean, just all the things that you do with all of that. I mean, we all, everyone hears your voice right now over the, if you're in the terminal and you, this voice sounds familiar, if you listen to the podcast and you hear someone reminding you to practice safe social distancing and wear a mask in the terminal, that's also Michael. Um, And again, our amazing, just killer theme song. So thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for all that you do. And hopefully we can get you back soon. It's my pleasure, and uh, I hope to chat with you guys again. We can talk all day about music. Love I know, it. no kidding. It was, it was good to see you, Michael. All right, you too. Take care. I don't know about you, Michelle, but I love talking with Michael and all the stuff that he does with the music program. Again, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it, the amount of work that they put in to really make all of that happen here at the terminal is just absolutely incredible. 
I know it's such a such a champion for the music scene uh, at the airport in Austin. Uh, you know, for for somebody who doesn't come from Austin, he's certainly keeping it weird, right? He's he's keeping it weird. He's keeping it he's keeping it musical. Uh, always good to talk to Michael. Absolutely, and it's it's really it just kind of. I know we have to take unfortunately take this pause at the moment right now with everything, but I am so looking forward to getting not just seven stages, but there's that eight stage coming as well. Um, I mean, getting all those stages back up and running. I mean, we're gonna have. 30 plus shows a week. I, th- I think it's going to be great to really hear the music going back through the terminal. Um, once we kind of get through this next little um, bump in the road. Absolutely. And you know, you know something with, with challenges comes, like I, I believe this with challenges comes innovation and I have absolutely no doubt that he will in some shape or form come up with another great thing. Right. Like he'll, he'll keep it working. He I mean, talk to him. He's got he's got ideas. I know he he always I think really wants to just drive this. Program. We're already. The, I mean, I this isn't even a bold statement. We're the best music program in the country in any airport, um, and I think he's going to make it even better. Boom. So we have a destination this week we have to talk about. We do. Um, and again, we're we're kind of picking through our list and seeing some of those interesting opportunities up there. I know it's that hot Texas summer right now, so maybe you're thinking about heading somewhere, maybe a little bit more outdoorsy, somewhere a little bit cooler. So I was just kind of looking on the map, um, and I suggested maybe Minnesota. And then, Michelle, you said you know someone who is from Minneapolis, which Austin uh, does connect to on three different airlines. Absolutely. Yes, I do. And I would I would love for his name is Kyle Beaujolais and I would love for Kyle uh, to do our destination. He is from Minnesota. Uh, I have been to Minneapolis a couple of times. I think it's a, a pretty cool city. Uh, there's like a, a walkway all around downtown area because apparently it gets so cold there that you can't go outside. So to walk along the streets, you walk inside uh, in this um, uh, just a, I don't know, well, I, I guess it's a I, I call it a, a walkway, but who knows what it's called, but <laughs> it's indoors anyway. Uh, so yes, without further ado, I will have someone who knows much better about the area talk about it. And so without further ado, here is Mr. Kyle Beaujolais. So once again, thanks for tuning in to The Austin Approach. I'm your co-host, Bryce Duby. And I'm your co-host, Michelle Loy. Until next time. Hey, this is Kyle Boisley, and if you're thinking about planning a trip to Minnesota, flying into Minneapolis, a couple of really cool things in that area. The Art Institute, uh, one of my favorite museums of all time. Uh, really great bike trails all around the city. In fact, I think uh, last I heard they were number one in the country for uh, for for bike uh, for bike trails. And then, uh, of course, the river. It's uh, the Mississippi River has some really cool restaurants that you can walk along, you know, at, at different levels, you know, up above or kind of down down below uh, below the bank. And then, uh, if you're an outdoor enthusiast, uh, which I am, this is my favorite part of going to Minnesota. You take a little bit, a trip a little ways to the north. Uh, the 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 shores of Lake Superior are gorgeous, and if you are a canoe enthusiast, then you got to check out the Boundary Waters Canoe Area. Um, some couple hundred square miles of just pristine wilderness uh, you can paddle to your heart's content. The Austin Approach is the official podcast of Austin Bergstrom International Airport and the City of Austin's Department of Aviation. Our theme music is produced by Michael Pinnock, the AUS Music Program Coordinator. Thanks for listening.